Hey, what's going on guys? Jamie here. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. So today I'm going to be talking about leadership and I'm going to track back to a time when I was not a leader and my journey from going from that to becoming a bit more of a leader in the field when it comes to affiliate marketing and my online journey. Anyway, stick around guys. I'm going to go through how you can differentiate yourself and become your own leader in your own niche as well. Look forward to catching up with you guys right after this. Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. All right. Thanks very much for joining me in today's episode. Now for anyone that is new here, I welcome you very warmly. My name's Jamie. I cover internet marketing, affiliate marketing, how to get started online, pretty much all things digital, I must admit. So if any of that's of interest to yourself, I'd like to invite you to join me. Feel free to hit that subscribe button. Alternatively, you can find me on YouTube via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. Last but not least, we have a thriving community. It's growing every day. It's really cool. Check it out on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Jamie G online. Look forward to seeing you guys around the old interwebs. All right. So what I'm talking about today is something that I don't think many people are discussing or perhaps have even thought about in uh, terms of their affiliate journey. And what that is, is leadership. The reason why I think it's really important, the reason why I want to discuss this today is because I think as part of a brand, if you don't have a sense of leadership, it's going to be a short-term process for you because you're going to end up burning out and once the uh, thrill and, and all that sort of stuff of having your brand out there dies off, then you're not going to have sustainability, you're not going to have longevity because it's kind of like... If you think about all those one-hit wonders, all the bands that you, I'm sure there's many if you think back, all those songs, those little pop songs that would just have uh, like literally one hit, you think, wow, what a great song, can't wait for them to produce something else, and they never did, they just disappeared into oblivion. Um, it's kind of how it is in the online world as well, and it's not necessarily that you have to continually being like a Madonna and keep reinventing yourself, anything like that. Although I'm sure that that can certainly help, but you do need to make sure that you are on the front foot. You are stepping out. You are out there testing stuff out and basically being at the at the front of the pack when it comes to what you're doing online. Now that's not to say that you don't ever buy another program and you you know you, you're too stubborn. You feel like you know it all and you know because you're a leader, you need to find everything out on your own. You can still buy other products. You can still do things, but you might find inspiration from some of those products you might find when you go and buy that latest Pinterest course or whatever it is right that there's something in there that you haven't thought of that you implement in your business and as part of that it allows you to grow and as part of that you can then turn that into something that you can bring back to your own audience use it in your own words and help them grow so therefore they feel like they've got value from you and you can give credit like I do it all the time there's many, many times that I've purchased something or I've followed a pathway or I've gone somewhere and I'll give credit or I've seen an idea online. I'll, I'll literally just say, yeah, I, I found this on Johnny West's um, timeline. This is something I know he does. He makes a lot of money from doing this. My One of my mentors, uh, Jacob Karras, I often mention his name as well because obviously I've got some really great results following his advice and conversely, I've seen other people do it with me as well, which is really flattering. So 
Anyway, how do you become a leader and what can you do or what steps can you take? I mean, for me, I'm not a natural leader. It's not something I have that's ingrained into me. A lot of people just, you know, they, they're born and then all of a sudden they're just leading the pack right as little babies. Um, that's never been me. I'm an only child. I've never had to lead. My parents kind of look after me and or looked after me and, you know, bossed me around and all that sort of stuff. So it's not like I had little brothers and sisters to, you know, have that flow on effect. I never had anyone to boss around myself. <laughs> Um, and my cousins were all a, f a fairly similar age, so the same sort of thing applied. And then even when it came to my own friendship circles, I think at certain times maybe I had some form of uh, leadership amongst those, but uh, I was quite happy just to, to follow and, and do whatever they told me type thing. So it wasn't something that was naturally ingrained into me. Um, unlike my father, for example, who was the oldest of a family of, oh, heck, is it six or eight? I really can't remember. It's embarrassing. Anyway, he's got a lot of brothers and sisters and he was the oldest and so therefore he was given a lot of responsibility from a very young age and I've noticed ever since I was very young that my father was just a very natural leader and I, I often think it must stem back from that. Anyway, point being is that some people have it naturally ingrained into them, some people not so much. I'm, I'm on the not so much category. The reason why I mention that is because then it meant that I had to become someone that I wasn't. And it wasn't that I wasn't, you know, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not bossing my crowd around. I'm not like saying in my lives and my Facebook group, you shall do this. Uh, nothing like that. What I do do though, is I try to lead the pack in other ways. And this was going to be my second point and I'll bring it up right now. I like to experiment. I find it really fun. I go out there and I test things out. Sometimes they break. Sometimes I break. <laughs> Sometimes they work. And then sometimes uh, when they do work, I can then report back. But then again, it shows that I'm a leader. Not because I have uh, leadership qualities. I'm not like, you know, managing a staff or anything like that. What it does mean is that I'm leading in the sense I'm out there doing it. I don't need anyone's permission to go and test something out. I don't need anyone's permission to try and work out a new angle. I just go and do it. And if it works, it works. If not, then, you know, sometimes I've wasted a bit of cash testing stuff. Sometimes I wasted a bit of time. Sometimes I just get an account banned and, you know, that's obviously kind of frustrating. But at the same time, I'd rather go and try that and be able to experiment and bring that information and knowledge back to my audience. Hopefully serve them better, right? So then based on that, and I'm going to delve into this a little bit further um, in terms of the experimentation stuff. Um, but I, I guess to, to go back, the, the way that you would tie that into your own business is, if someone can see you out there doing it and you're trying a whole bunch of stuff and you're reporting back what you're finding and you're being authentic about it because like nothing ever is going to work the first time and you know if you're following anything from say Frank Kern for example he discusses this quite often in his content and I find it really quite uh, humbling that he's so authentic because he, he actually says as part of his sales pitch to his high-end clients by the way this is how it's going to work we're going to get this data and it's probably not going to work the first time because nothing ever does, but then we'll refine it. And then once we hit that sweet spot, then we're going to be able to scale. Um, and so it sets expectations right at the start, but the same thing applies. Uh, you know, he's, he's leading and he's authentic and that's the thing, you know, it's quite happy and it's quite fine to say, look, this has worked before. I don't know if it'll work now. I say that to my clients. I tell them I'm going to be wrong every single day. Like, look, this is all about testing the, uh, you know, same with when I was in the financial markets heavily as well. 
it's all about testing it out, right? Um, and the same with the online world. You gotta test it. And uh, a lot of the time you're wrong as part of that, which is why you're right, because you test so much that you find the, that thing that works. So then you concentrate on that thing that works and then you expand from that. But again, like I say, that, that's all experimentation. Go and uh, run an experiment. What's happening on Instagram? Can I find something out of this hashtag? Is there a, a way for me to get information from the ads that I'm currently running that no one else has thought of? What happens if I do this and then I retarget to that? And how does that work? What happens when I, at the moment, my, my little experiment is to, to give you guys a bit of an insight, by the way, and I'm just going to segue real quick here. So uh, I'm, I'm experimenting, I experiment all the time. Uh, and the one I'm doing at the moment is when I go live in my Facebook group, I might be, uh, now bearing in mind, I've got maybe 1180 members in my group. Kind of cool, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, but the engagement is kind of all over the place. Sometimes I'll get really mad engagement. Sometimes I'll get like hardly anything. It's like, uh, you know, crickets in there. Um, and so I was thinking, how can I get this back up? How can I get the engagement through the roof? Like, in, you know, back in different times, it's been sort of an average of seven and a half to 10%, which in my opinion is pretty damn good. Um, but, you know, not, not, not at the moment, right? So how do I get this back? So I decided, let's run some experiments. Anyway, uh, it's an, an old feature. It's, it's been there for quite some time, but you can run what they call a watch party. And again, I'm not, hopefully I'm not preaching to the choir here. Some of you are like, pfft. Yeah, I knew that. Just tell me something I don't know, man. Um, but, I mean, the point being is that I hadn't played around with them that much. But the crazy thing is when I'm running my watch parties now, people are responding. They are getting notified from the watch parties, not from my lives. So I might be lucky if I get one or two people on my lives. Sometimes, sometimes it's more if I plan them out. You know, I might get a dozen or something like that. But by and large, it's usually not much in there, right? So by contrast, when I set up these, uh, these watch parties, I tend to get a lot more engagement, a lot more people get notified, I get a lot of people just jumping on, having a quick look. Sometimes they don't do anything, they just might snoop around and then they disappear or they, maybe they just don't like me anymore so they, you know, they don't stick around for the long haul. That's fine, everyone's uh, entitled to do whatever they want, I don't really care, but point being is that the engagement is now picked up as a result of running these watch parties. So highly recommend it, in fact, ironically, at the time of recording, I've got a watch party running in my group as we speak. I just happen to have left the watch party. <laughs> so that's another thing you can do. You can set a watch party, you can put all your content in there, um, so that way people just kind of watch all this stuff, and then you can leave. <laughs> it's kind of cool, kind of cool. Um, and then they can go in there. Now, the other thing I just I discovered as well is that if it's a pre-recorded video, you can pause that video, and then you can actually go live within the actual watch party itself and one of the comments from one of the users was why would that why would you ever want to do that it sounds ridiculous uh to which i concur to a certain degree why would you well here's why say for example you had a particular part of your training and you wanted to emphasize a point you could pause the video at that point and then go live and discuss it in real time Hey guys, just thought I'd jump on here really quick. The reason why I, I've paused it right now is because X, Y, Z. I just wanted to reiterate uh, that, you know, this is blah, blah, blah. Or you recorded it a month ago, you wanted to give an update. Like there's all, there's many, many reasons why you might want to do that. And it just helps with uh, more engagement as well. It's kind of cool. So anyway, that was one of the experiments. So now 
being the natural leader that I am, <coughs> cough, cough, uh, I'm not, that was a, that was a joke. Um, I can now take that information and once I refine what it actually is and, and some of the parameters and if it's repeatable, that's now information I can come back with and I can go, cool, well, you know, clearly I'm a leader because <laughs> I'm prepared to test all this stuff where you, most of the other people out there aren't. So I can say, cool, well, you know, if you want more engagement, here's something to get you, get you more engagement. So I'm simultaneously adding more value to my audience as well as being a leader. And it's subtle. It's not like I'm bossing them around. I'm not saying, you have to do this. Do a watch party. Saying, cool, I've been testing out this stuff lately. And uh, as a, like I say, as a kind of strange dynamic of that, there's a, a leadership quality that's involved, right? So anyway, uh, like I say, that's one way you can experiment. You can also just try stuff out. And you can also be a thought leader. And the other way that you can be a thought leader is to be polarizing. Now, this is not something I do much of, I must admit. Uh, not, not out of fear or anything like that. I just don't really have any polarizing views. I'm sure <laughs> I, I kind of got into a debate online about this uh, with someone through a comment because they said, well, you clearly do because uh, you have a pol like your view is that you don't have a polarizing view. And my view is that you do have a polarizing view. And I thought that's a fascinating view on it. How polarizing. Um, so, yeah, that's one way you can do it. And, and what, what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? Well, what it means is that you're going to end up, from time to time, you're going to throw rocks at your enemies. Uh, and it's that saying from, I uh, can't think of his name, Blair someone, but uh, basically he's a copywriter. And uh, he's got what he calls the 27-word copywriting sentence. And it's um, basically people will buy anything from those that, Lay their fears. Uh, was it throw rocks at there? I really can't remember. This is embarrassing. Anyway, <laughs> the entire point of that being is that a polarizing view certainly will. Uh, you're going to make some enemies. Some people are going to think that you have a, an outlandish view on something, and you, you don't necessarily need to be rude or anything like that. You don't need to like call an audience member out or, or like you know bullying. I'm not discussing that or anything. I'm, I'm meaning like. Could be something as simple as um, I'm sick of these fake bullshit gurus, you know, something like that, uh, because it, it means that you're like siding with the, the masses that have kind of sick of the same bullshit gurus as well, right? You kind of like, well, you know, these guys are in their private jets and, you know, what are they doing? They're all taking our money and all that sort of stuff. Uh, <laughs> hopefully that makes sense. So, yeah, polarization, polarizing views. Um, like I say, not something that I do much of. Just because, uh, I mean, it, it's just, I don't know, I really don't put much energy into political views or I've never been uh, combative when it comes to uh, my communication style, anything like that. So it's something that perhaps I should work on. Maybe I'd make a few more um, a few more uh, friends or, or fans, perhaps, anyway, uh, when, I, when I did that. So that's one, another way that you can display, uh, display your, your uh, leadership qualities as well. So experimentation shows that you're a thought leader in itself. And uh, yeah, polarizing views. So those are two things, two very simple things you can do and, and just need to think of what a polarizing view might be for you. So uh, yeah, the thing is that when you do this as well, another thing is uh, when you uh, offer polarizing views, what you'll find is people the people that really respect you will resonate with that. And the people that don't 
respect you and don't like you and whatnot, they will repel that. So you end up actually bringing your own audience closer to you as a byproduct as well, which is kind of cool, kind of cool as well. Anyway, I just had a brainwave about the uh, 27 word copywriting sentence that just popped into my head. I, I don't know why, but it basically goes like this. People will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, allay their fears, confirm their suspicions, and help throw rocks at their enemies. Pretty cool stuff, right? So again, just circling back to the leadership thing, uh, if you think of it like that in the polarization of uh, di different topics, you're effectively doing that. So I'll, I'm going to say that sentence again, if I can remember it. What does it say? That's one, sorry. It's been a long afternoon. My apologies. Uh, people, hang on, what, people will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify this, their failures, allay their fears, confirm their suspicions, and help throw rocks at their enemies. There we go. Cool, I got it. And that's from, um, it's a book actually, a little PDF. It's by a guy called uh, Blair. Oh man, the name will come to me. Look it up. Just, just, um, all you need to type in is something like allay their fears and it will probably pop up anyway on, on Google if you're interested. So the, the relevance of that and the reason why I'm mentioning that is because basically if you have a polarizing view, then that's you, know, you, that's you throwing rocks at your enemies like I hate these fake gurus and whatnot. So that, that's one part of it. Um, allay their fears. So again, that, this, and this is part of the leadership thing. It's like uh, you see it in ad copy all the time. It might be something along the lines of, uh, you know, the gurus lied to you, but it's not your fault. Or you've been failing for years, but it's not your fault. Like, oh, thanks. Okay, good. I've just been doing it wrong. I've just had bad advice. Okay, fuel. Um, you know what I mean? It, it basically it, it almost like takes that responsibility off the person to some degree. I'm not saying it's the, the best course of action. I, I really think humans need to take a lot more responsibility for who they are and whatnot. But yeah, certainly, uh, certainly gives a bit of an idea there anyway. So anyway, hopefully that all makes sense. So experiment. It can be any little experiment. Run an, run an experiment on anything you like. Engagement experiment. Hey, I've been trying this out. I've been uh, engaging with posts three times a day instead of two times a day for an hour. See what happens. Hey, I've found a, a new place where I can find buyers. Like it's an experiment, right? So it shows that you've got that leadership thing. And then again, like I say, if you mix it up with things that are polarizing, uh, you don't need to go too extreme. I'm not saying, you know, undermine people or be racist or sexist or or you know homophobic anything of that nature whatsoever it's it's literally just calling out some of the, like i say fake gurus is a really good example so the, the only thing that's popping into my head right now to be perfectly honest with you anyway so anyway go forth and prosper use this uh as part of your own branding strategy because basically if you become a leader and you become i guess an efficient leader and you use things like polarizing views and you start experimenting with things me personally i find it really enjoyable i love just experimenting and seeing what happens sometimes i fail a lot of the time i fail most of the time i fail uh but i know that at the end of that i'm also going to get some really solid data it's just another thing that i've tried it's another piece of advice i can tell someone to steer clear of it's another piece of advice i can help to uh to basically make my audience better make them better they don't need to go through the rigmarole of experimenting the way i did cool well i can shortcut that process anyway and i'm sure if you do the same they will naturally start to see you as a leader it takes a little while 
uh, but Rome wasn't built in a in a day. Actually, uh, although the Colosseum took only five years, no, eight years, sorry. Kind of cool, huh? Look it up. Um, anyway, on that note, I'm off. You guys have been awesome. Uh, if you did get any value from this, like I say, I'd love for you to subscribe. I, uh, there's no regularity to these things. Sometimes I'll, I'll go weeks without recording one. Other times I'll go on a, on a binge and uh, record one every single day. It just depends what content I would have put out there. And on that note, you guys are awesome. Feel free to subscribe. Feel free to find me on YouTube, jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. And uh, you guys have an awesome day. Thanks for listening. Cheers.